real. Oh uh, keep it a hundred. I was a young man, and I was uh, I was in a bad situation, and I had. Uh, all right, let me let me be honest. I was locked up. Okay, okay. okay. I was locked up. <laughs> I, I, I was locked up when I was way, way, way young, another lifetime. And some, my brother um, knew her cousin, and was actually with her cousin, and and he met her, and she didn't know my brother, and but. And so at the time, I'm on a hiatus, and he kept telling me, man, I know this girl, I know this girl, she's amazing. I didn't know, I really didn't know her name, but but my brother was such a negative Nelly at the time, I thought, if he's saying all this good stuff about her, she's got to be good. Wow. <laughs> and so what I did was, I started praying for her, and uh, I just kept praying for her. And um, lo and behold, I, when I when I came home, I got an opportunity to speak to her. The first time I, I, I spoke to her, I'm from Louisiana, so I have this heavy Louisiana country. Yeah, so it's Louisiana and country mixed together. It's, 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 yeah, bad. And so she didn't understand what I was saying. You didn't what, understand? What's no, up? I was on, I was like, what? talking about right so i'm like yeah i was very country but she gave me another opportunity and i could have tell she didn't really understand what i was saying (laughs) so later on that evening i slowed down i started to slow down and just kind of you know i talked to her we talked for hours and i started asking questions that of you know that were years in the making and she answered honestly, kind of brutally honest. And, and by the time we hung up the phone, I knew she was my wife. Wow. And when we, we got married um, a little less than a year um, afterwards, but I was ready to go that, that, that day, that wow. night. I was, I was ready because when you know, you know. And, um, and, and, she she just was she just was honest, you know. She was she didn't she didn't hold any punches. And she didn't put any. Uh, so I just knew she was okay. This is you gotta be this honest with me. I, I don't have to worry about you know her. Yeah. Like that. So yeah, and that that's how we met. And uh, first thought, what was your first thought when they told you told you that my brother was my brother? My first thought was like, nah, I ain't gonna get it. Because, like, while we were before our first conversation, my cousin was like, oh, I got this guy. I want you to meet. She was like, it's, you know, her boyfriend's brother. And as soon as she said that, I'm just going to be honest. I was like, no, no, like, no, no. Because of the brother. You know, like I said, I was like, no, I'm not. And then she was like, no, 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 he's really a nice guy. She had never met him herself because he was locked up during the whole time. So they had never met. And so, but she was telling me good things about 
about it. And I was like, all right, I guess I'd give him a try. Because at that time, I just, I didn't want to be bothered. I really didn't even want to be in a relationship. So is that why you were so honest? Uh, when you spoke to him, you was just like, if it if it works, it works. If it don't, like I mean, I right just now. was being me, really. You gotcha. don't need to sugarcoat anything, but I just was in a space where I really didn't want to talk to anyone anyway, just because of you know past previous relationships that kind of like that, that went along with my with my prayers that, wow. that God would would um deal with her in a way that would shape and mold her to to what I had to bring to the table. Wow. You know, and so she was frustrated, I'm sure, with whatever she had gone through and was just like, Look, I'm not I don't have any expectations about any guys. I just you know, whatever. And and it, it fit to what you know, to what, what I had brought to the table. And um, that's how we met. That's my ghetto story. <laughs> so my, how did when did you know he was the one? Um I want to say probably like a few weeks. I was like, okay, he just was different from, like, I really, it, it's crazy because, like, I fell in love with him, but we never saw each other. Wow. Like, we really dated over the phone, and I would have not told myself, I was like, even if he's ugly, like, cause I, we didn't know what each other looked like. I was like, even if She's he like, is, I said, even if he is <laughs> ugly, I said, I'm going to give him a chance because I had fell in love with just who he was without even seeing, seeing his face again. When I uh, did meet him, I was like, all right, thank you, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> he came through. Yeah, he came, he came yeah. through. Yeah. <laughs> I, love, I love it. Now, um, I love that you guys have a blended family like we do. So how did you guys, um, I guess, well, let's just talk about some advice, like looking back, because I know some of the kids are older and things like that. For, you know, anybody that's young out there having a blended family, what would be some advice that you would give them to help? Well, for one, I would I would definitely say to all the men there um, dealing with um, kids, love them first. Develop that relationship. Like it, it has to be. Um, most people want to. Most men want to. You know. Uh, want to get in and, and, and say, "Hey, this is what I am. This is who I am, and this is how it's gonna go." You know, in a blended family, um, you got to remember that the kids have a story that you're not part of. They have um, history that you're not part of. And you have to go in and create history with, with these children. And you have to first love them before you can do anything. Because you can't discipline somebody rightfully in, in a biblical way. You can't biblically, you can't discipline what the Bible says if you don't love that, that person. Right. You're just being a drill sergeant. Mm-hmm. That's that's all you're doing. You're not doing anything um what the Bible says. So you have to love that individual. Mm-hmm. And, and that's that's most important. Then um you have to understand your spouse and understand what she's been through with her children. Um like my son, um, my wife was um, in a situation. I, I, I didn't get too, too much into the detail about it, but she was in a situation where um, my son, um, her oldest son, my son, was um, mistreated by somebody she was with. And so every time I went to discipline him, 
or correct, and she was like defensive of me. And I was like, what, you know, what is that about? And, and, and it would have saved a lot of time um, and miscommunication if we talked about that prior. Like, look, this happened, that happened. And so I, you know, I would go in understanding. So my advice would be to love that child, develop a real loving relationship with that child before you come in and, and, and decide that, you know, you're going to discipline, discipline, discipline. You're just another demonic force in their life. You're just opposition to that child at that time, at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to understand what your spouse has been through and, 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 and together build it. I had to tell my wife, like, hey, babe, I'm, I'm not going to hurt him. I'm not, I'm not going to take him to that, you know, I won't hurt him. And, you know, I'm, I'm here for you guys, you know, but this needs attention. You know, this behavior needs attention. And she learned to trust that I would never hurt or violate any one of the kids. So love hurts. What about you? For me, I would just say I had, you know, let my husband leave because I'm at the turn around the clock to use this because, you know, it can be a little petty, you know, baby mama drama and all of that. So um, I had to just uh, learn to let him leave because it was some pettiness. Like, I guess, you know, well, you know, hey, I still kind of want to be with him type of situation or whatever that was. And so I really had to bite my tongue a lot and just let him handle the situation and, and just really think about the kids and not say what I really wanted to say because I had to always keep them in the forefront and uh, just, you know, let him leave and handle the situation because, you know, sometimes like they handle the situation. Um, they do. Yeah. There will be times I would literally like be like, so I would just let him yeah, just let him go. Just, yeah. just yeah. let like, you, you said you, he's, he's your husband so yeah. he so you have to that that was a huge emotional roller coaster for yeah. me. Yeah. One trusting Marcus enough with the children because of the past that we had been through. And then me allowing him to leave the entire family and because I was so used to even though I was in previous relationships, I was used to still playing both roles. Mm-hmm. And so with him coming in, it was times I was literally like, you know, take a deep breath, like, okay, just and even after the situation, you know, not bringing it up, not nagging, not, well, you should have said this, or you could have did this, or remember this, or, you know, and just trusting that he loved me and the kids enough to, you know, not do anything that would hurt any of us. Okay. So it was, it was a roller coaster ride, yeah. like, total emotions. Yeah. Like, Lord. <laughs> it, it can work, and it can be successful, and I, 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 I always revert back to biblical instructions about our roles, uh, our perspective roles in, in, in marriage, and it can work, believe it or not, mm-hmm. um, it can work and it can be very, very successful. We have seven kids, uh, eight grandkids, and all of our children, they don't understand the word stick. They don't understand that it's my brother or my sister. My niece or my nephew. This is my mom and my dad, and you know, and it, it, it's love. 
love is the foundation of that house. And um, even when, to go back to the subject of dealing with the opposite, um, like in her uh, children's father, I had opportunities to speak in and to speak to him and, and invite him in to what we had. And um, unfortunately, that didn't turn out successful but on her end she had to deal with um, at the beginning of our relationship she had to deal with me not I literally didn't understand what was happening my, my children's mother at the time uh, prior to my being married we were cool like we were like she asked me she said well what about you know, your kid's mother, I'd be like, my kid's mother is a bomb. We are cool. Like, she is just amazing. And, and I don't know, you know, what she went, my children's mother, I don't know what she went through that kind of said it. I do know some of the things that she went through. Um, and I could understand mm -hmm. um, and even sympathize with the way she, she felt. For one, I'm from Louisiana, and so I, I get out of a horrible situation and I leave, I come to Texas. So that was like, ah, what are you doing? Mm. But I, I couldn't stay in Louisiana um, for a number of reasons, but you know, she, I guess the term for the word, so about, about, here's this woman on the phone yelling and screaming at me. And I'm like, what is happening? And here's my wife looking at me in my face like, you ain't going to say nothing. I guess you said it was cool. <laughs> said it was cool. What happened with it? <laughs> so, right. you know, but she trusted me to, to deal with it. And after I got over, okay, this is not getting any better, mm -hmm. I had to set some boundaries and some parameters um, around uh, what, you know, what was happening. And, and um, we worked through it. And today, um, we're all good friends. Okay. She calls my wife sometimes if she has a question, or I can talk to her, uh, her husband. And, you know, we all, you know, the kids are grown now, but we still have a good understanding. But it, it will all work. But you have to, you have to set those parameters. I'm also. I'm also a big proponent of validation. Mm -hmm. uh, when you have a blended family, I'm saying like with your children. So if I have children and I'm dating. That's going to be their new mom. I'm going to validate who she is. Right. This is going to be your new mom. Right. We're in this together. She's not going anywhere. So there has to be a level of respect with the children. Has sometimes they don't understand because of good history. They feel like, well, this person is going to be here today, gone tomorrow. I ain't got to answer them. I ain't going to mama. I ain't got to do nothing with you. Matter of fact, uh, you're going to be out of here soon. So go on about your business. Like, as a parent, sometimes you have to sit your own kids down mm -hmm. and say, hey, there's going to be a level of respect around her. You're not going to mistreat her. You're not going to talk to her any type of way. And she's going to be mom. You know, so I do feel like there has to be discussions between the children and the parents and understand the relationship that's going on. Once the other person has proven themselves, of course, that they need to be warranted with respect. Because you just don't want to bring somebody around. And, you know, if, if my kids off the rip don't like this person, then nine times out of ten, this is not going to work. 
Right. You can kind of sense like my kids are either afraid or they don't really. There's this bad energy, and even the other person, it's just kind of like, mm, I don't like that kid. So it's not, it's not going to work. Right. You know, Some so kids they run people out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. They smell when evil yeah. works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like these shoes. <laughs> I mean, I do think you're right. There has to be once you realize that that family unit, and if you guys really want to do that, then you have to be a united front when it comes to a blended family. Because if you're not a united front, then his kids gonna be running, talking to him. Her kids gonna be running, talking to her, and it's not gonna that blendedness is not gonna work. It's just gonna create even more division in the marriage because you guys are gonna be picking sides, and it's gonna be a pretty bad situation. Right. And I will say with the blender, it takes time for everything to gel. It's not going to be overnight. Everybody's not going to be on the same page. So don't make it seem like this has all been peaches and cream from oh, day no, one. No, no, like, no, no. Work out. Doesn't work so, like that. No, if you're going through problems, <laughs> it's part of the process. Yeah. Like, everybody's going to go. The kids are going to go through it. The parents are going to go through it. The outside parents are going to go through right. it. Right. And so yeah, everybody gets on the same accord that we're all in this together. We're not enemies. We're all raising these kids together. We're in a relationship. What happened between us, that's in the past, but we need to work together for the common good of this child. Right. And you're going to respect her, she's going to respect you, and we're not going to be fighting amongst us, okay? So, like I said, this is <laughs> this is going to take time. I know right. some people feel like, oh, it's like this. Once we're together, you need to do this, and you respect her, and now oh, it's no. like, and then times yeah. with the kids take time too. Yeah. Right. You can't say, "Oh, call him daddy, call her mama." Exactly. You know, you have to give oh, them yeah. time to, to grow and establish that, their own relationship. With the that should be earned. Uh, that that's oh, a yeah. title, like oh yeah. Um, with the kids, but you guys, you guys are so right because we have pictures to prove. <laughs> <laughs> we have pictures to prove that that is it's a process. My kids, we were on vacation several times. My kids were in the picture like this. <laughs> they were not like, wow, all of the other her, kids yeah. were smiling and they were just like <laughs> But I never I never came in and forced them. I never said, Hey, I'm your mom. I never like right. forced them to say anything or even came across that way. Right. I just yeah. was they, like, they so love like her they have to come, they have to come with time. Yeah. I think that right. word snip puts the kid and I hear this a lot with my coworkers and different people. They go, oh yeah, man, my stepson, man, blah blah blah, and I'm like, you probably call him your stepson. He probably knows he's the stepson. Yeah, he knows your stepson, but you should say, this is my my son. Let me tell you what my son. Even if you are angry, this is my son. I just the word step puts the child literally a step or two away from you. Exactly. Like you like you over there. I got my kids. You over there. It, it has a negative. Uh, I, I just don't like. Connotation. Yeah. It's like a curse word. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't use it. Like it's ugly. And uh, a lot of when I'm speaking to people that know me and I say, Oh, I have seven children. It's like, How'd you do that? They're trying to do the math. So oh, right. <laughs> and I, I don't I don't take the time or the energy to break it down. No, I just I have that's what I have and that's what it is. And and um no matter no matter what, I, I just, I don't feel the way that I love, I don't, I don't feel a difference. a difference. Like, our last two kids are ours, right? 
they don't know that the older kids have different fathers. Like, they don't know that. And it's not like we're hiding it. It's just because if they ask me, I'll be like, yeah, sure. But they don't know that. Yeah. That's like uh, Zoe, you know, our, she's about to be 11 tomorrow. Happy early birthday, Zoe. <laughs> so Zoe was like, she didn't know either, but now she's getting older. She's putting two or two together. She was like, well, how come some of them get extra daddy, but also <laughs> mommy and daddy? And so, but, you know, we start having some of the conversations with her because she's just like, how does that work? Like, I only have one and one. How did they get two? Um, and so you're right, the older they get, they may start asking questions. Right. There's nothing to hide or anything right. like that. It just shows the love. That's that's what I was trying to, to get. The Ooh. way we love, it's not a separation. Don't see it. And, you know, and that but, but it's it's been a uh, it's been a challenge, but it's been all worth it. So I love my blended family. I love it, I love so I do want to ask you guys, since you talked about the family family, I want to ask, um, this is about you guys' relationship. Um, they've been together for 17 years. Mm-hmm. I know all those 17 years haven't been the best Ooh, and wow. perfect. So during those times that weren't so good, and y'all were looking at each other with a side eye, <laughs> and like, I wish she was over there, I wish she would jump off that cliff right there. Wow. <laughs> during those times, Obviously, I got through those. So, what was, and I always say the secret sauce. Well, what is the secret sauce? To keeping you guys, I know you said earlier, keeping it fresh for me, but how do you navigate the ins and outs of y'all's, the, the, the bad times? Like, how do y'all come back together from a hard argument? Y'all just like, it was just one of those knockdowns where you just like, I don't like her, I don't like him. Mm-hmm. So, how can y'all get back together? Well, I, I, you don't mind me answering first. Right? Um, every time that was a thing for us. I'm, I'm gonna be honest. That was my thing. My weapon of choice was to say, uh, "Yeah, we this is not gonna work. We just need to go our separate ways." And um, yeah. Oh yeah, you have had that in the holster. Yeah. <laughs> what you say? Right. <laughs> but then one day. To answer your question, she got tired of it. Hurt that hurt her. Mm-hmm. It, it was what I could use to make her stand down because we know it hurts. Because we know it hurts. And one day she said, "Okay," and I said, "No way." <laughs> you know, she said, "Okay," and it, and it just dawned on me. So every argument before that. Uh, time every argument we would get into, and I'd storm off, take a break, you know, walk down the street or whatever. I would think about for a few minutes about why we were arguing. Then I would think about what life would be without her. And the argument just seemed so petty, and I needed to hurry up and get home and fix what was broken mm-hmm. because it's not. It was never that serious to not have her in my life. So, yeah. I think it just come on maturity, and I think those first five years is rough. Yeah, <laughs> they yeah. really are, because like you said, you, I mean, and, and too, like we were young, right? And so that's, you just go to what you know. I want a divorce, but um, I did get tired of hearing it, you know. So I was just like, okay, whatever, let's 
You know, you say this every time we get into an argument, like I'm trying to be in a relationship and so forth. I mean, but it, you know, 17 years later, it's definitely different now. Now he get on my nerves, I get on his, and just be like, like you know, hey, you know, we, we argue, it's like, okay, you want something to eat? Right, right. we good. <laughs> <laughs> Our arguments are funny compared to in the past. They're really hilarious. I'm, I'm being honest. Somebody that grew up hearing things, seeing people go through a lot of things. The way we argue now is like it belongs on a sitcom. It really does. Yeah. I, mean, I just say you have to work through it because I mean, I, we never had any role models to look to for marriage either. Like my parents were never married. Um, your parents were never married. So, I mean, you just have to fight and work through it, especially when you don't have anybody to look up to to be like, wow, these people have been married, you know, for a long time to even as an example of what a marriage should look like. You have to fight even harder. I mean, you bring up a really good point because a lot, a lot of people, you know, that's at our stages and things, didn't have a lot of good role models. Well, you had role models. One of them was slipping or dipping, and right. they doing their own thing. You doing, and y'all just staying together for the sake of the finances or the children right. and stuff like that. But to have people that really stick together because they want to, because they love each other, because they love God, that's a whole other, a whole other level of thing. And not to make light of a situation, I know when they saw Derek walking down the street, swinging at the air, like oh. I'm trying to tell you, you're, you're right about it, but it, it, it's been um, it's been a wonderful challenge, man, and it's well worth it, especially when you mature and you, you settle in and you realize, you know, exactly what you can accomplish together mm-hmm. in terms of love and peace and joy, and a marriage is a
Life is better when you are living on purpose, but many times we get stuck in the rat race and in the mundane task of our day-to-day lives, causing most to lose sight of their purpose. That's why certified life coach, inner healer, and business strategist LaFlower Bowie is here to help you get calibrated to your calling through proven systems, techniques, and resources. Order a copy of her book, Principles to Reposition, to assist you with your journey or schedule a free clarity session to kickstart the journey. After these sessions, clients have stated they found clarity and opened their eyes to things they had long forgotten. So get social and follow LaFlower on all social media platforms at LaFlower Bowie. And don't forget to mention Stunner Radio sent you. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Beyond the Vows. Marcus and I are sitting with an amazing couple that we love dearly, uh, Derek and Maisha Williams. Um, And so yeah, we've just been having conversations about blended families. And so now I want to pivot a little bit and talk about um, ministry, Um, you know, because they have a church, Temple of Grace Faith Center. Shout out to the TODC family. Mm -hmm. Um, So how, how do you guys... I know ministry is not easy. It's not easy. If anybody says that ministry is easy, then I fair to say they are not telling the truth. They, they are not telling the truth. But how do you guys manage ministry and your marriage? Well, you want to answer this? I mean, it's challenging at times. I mean, we really need to be better than what we've been doing, to be honest with you. Um, you know, it's just so because sometimes we have to take a step back and say everything we do before our marriage, and sometimes we forget we are perfect. So we do forget the day. <laughs> so, um, but you just have to take a step back. And uh, I think I told you something the other day, like you know, just let's try to get better at that because, uh, especially with COVID, and, you know, mm-hmm. with everything with COVID, we haven't been uh, good at babies, whatever. So I don't know, but we need to work on it. <laughs> But just even acknowledging, like, yeah. hey, we got to work on that. I mean, that's huge because, yeah. you know, you hear a lot of people that are in ministry, they look up, you know, and it's months and years down the line. And because um, one of our friends, Apostle John, he was saying, you know, with his um, with his first marriage that he really, um, he wasn't there a lot because, like, the church was his first family instead of his home. I mean, his first ministry instead of his home. And so, I mean, but you guys acknowledging that's that's, that's yeah. huge. We- I mean, that is the truth, but we keep that before us all of the time. We keep, um, we always acknowledge, okay, it's getting rough. We need more of us. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, the big things in our life, we make sure that we're doing, you know, like birthday parties, yeah. celebrations, things like that, um, anniversaries and stuff like that. And um, every I try, like every holiday for any of the family, take our time and do that. But we definitely need to, to get better at um, dating more. Um, I can say this, um, for the last two months I've been out um, um, COVID. I dealt with, I had a bout with COVID. And now this month is um, our sabbatical. And so I've been um, relaxing. I, I have the opportunity to see, um, and I'm so blessed that the church that I've been, all the people there that I've been discipling for years, they just doing what they're supposed to do, right. and it's amazing. And so that helps 
speaking, that helps with um, me stepping back and allowing people to do what they need to do um, for the ministry. Um, because a ministry is not supposed to be ran by one person anyway. It's supposed to be the body. Right. A five-fold ministry is supposed to be by, you know, everybody, uh, you know, doing what they're supposed to do. And so um, it's difficult, but uh, it's not impossible. There are a lot of pastors committing suicide because of this always uh, having to take care of everything and be there for everybody. And they're slipping, and, you know, spiritually, you know, mentally. And so that is one thing that um, I'm aware of. And um, in my past, kind of helps with dealing with ministry. So I grew up rough. I'm just going to be honest. <laughs> I grew up rough. So when somebody comes to me about bickering in the church, I'm thinking, I'm not too many Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> It's like it's serious for others, but I just see um, better resolution, like easier resolution. This is not, this is not, you're not going to knife us. So, like, yeah, two way words is like, if you just calm down, take a deep breath, just eat your fast. And so it's like, you know, a lot of people, I know I have pastor friends say when they have conflict in church, they lose their mind. You know, like, it's like, oh, it's earthquake. No, it's, it's not. It's just, you know, we human. Mm -hmm. we, we're flawed. And we might be beautiful people, but everybody's prone to have a bad day. You know what I mean? So it's not that serious. Um, and, and the way that I, I minister is, is I walk with folks. I just walk with them. Hey, I just feel free. I know they may be mad, but it's all right. You know, but, you know, back to your question. Yeah, it's different. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but you made a good point that uh, family is your first ministry, so I'm trying to do better with that. Right. And just sometimes learn to say, no, it, no, I can't do everything. It might be a, a something at church. No, I can't make it. Like, my, you know, I need to do this for my kids or do that with my family. So just learning to say no, you know, that, as you said, they like doing it. You know, one person can be yeah, everywhere, every time in your family is your first ministry before anything else. Right. So that's, that's important. Right. I do want to say something. I, I always want to ask you, particularly being a pastor, that I know I've been there and I've seen you. You're, you're very active in your ministry. This is who you are. And for me, I know I was gone away. I had a job that took me away from my family a lot. I was gone. I, I wasn't here. But I was able to come back and see them and meet with them. As a pastor, now, you can tell me if I'm wrong, but sometimes your phone ain't ever off. As a pastor, they, they feel like your, your hotline is on 24-7. And I know you, you devote your life to the church. You're there. You're helping. You're healing. Then you have your ministries outside the church. You're traveling. You've gone to different places. And this is also for Maisha being the first lady. I know I want to get both of y'all because I know it's hard for a first lady 
deal with that with a pastor and you being the pastor, how do you turn it off? Because sometimes I would think it would be hard to not answer that phone because you could be, somebody could be suicidal. Mm-hmm. Somebody could be going through something and you got to say, you know, if I don't, that I could say something to help that person. If I don't be there for them, then they'll be led astray. How do you navigate that? Because I know it drains you. Yeah, it is draining. And how do you, First Lady, deal with that? When he's drained, he's devoted a lot of time to his, his work. How, how does that, what space are you in with that? Because I've always wondered, I'm like, y'all can't be, y'all like literally a full-time job, like 24-7, 365, even when you're on sabbatical. They're going to. Somebody wants to look at them call you. Uh, hey, can you know? He's laughing now because uh, it just happened yesterday. Like, like we in the middle. We have another grandson that's on the way. So we had oh. a baby shower for, uh, for them yesterday. Yeah, so we had a baby shower, you know, and he's still doing ministry on Zoom. And I'm just like, okay, I, you know, sometimes I try not to be selfish, but I'm like, okay, at the same time, look, we, we have, our, we, we, you know, we have a family too. We have things going on like, um, you know, you not. I understand you're the pastor, but that everybody doesn't always have to talk to you all the time. You know, we have a uh, family. You know, <laughs> so everybody looking at the baby stuff. So and, yeah. and the Lord. Look at the baby. I'm just looking at him like, really? Come on, we have a house full of people. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> like one of the first times that I ever, you know, had to say no. I didn't get in the car and, and I felt bad about it. Um, and I prayed for him after that to make sure that we get through the night. But um, we have to rely on Christ. My name is Derek. I'm, I'm 
not Jesus. Well, and you know, and that's the issue in church. They, people, they, they, they praise and they worship pastors, and we we should never do that. That is like God will like God will punish a lot of people because of that because pastors allow it to happen, mm-hmm. and you know they extend themselves to the point where people think they're miraculous. And no, you're just trying to get notoriety. You know, and, and it's like, it's like um, handicapping a child by spoiling them. Mm-hmm. You, you're not a good parent to give them everything. You're actually hurting them. When you leave this earth, they're going to be in trouble. It's the same same way as, as being a pastor. If you doing every single thing you you having enough faith for both for everybody, then what are they gonna do when they get in the jail? And so yeah, I'm learning to say say no. Um, it's a balance, it definitely is because some days you have to remember, okay, you know, you know, we are servants of Christ, right? That's right. that's what we here to to uh, advance the kingdom. But then some days it's like, look, me and my family, we going through it too. Like I need you here. Like come help me with is going on, you know, right. <laughs> it's, it's definitely a balance, it's not easy, I think, you know, we, um, until, you know, until probably always have that struggle, <laughs> just trying to balance, right, I think, and I think me and Marcus realize, though, we, we definitely don't have as much on our plate as you guys do, but we really have to understand that it's, it's really not, it's like, we, we won't have balance, right, yes. we just, we just flow, and like you said, always keep certain things in the forefront, mm-hmm. right, family in the forefront, kids in the forefront, okay, uh, got to spend a little bit of time over here, that communication, sometimes he won't be in the forefront, sometimes I will, um, but we, the, um, you know, the priority of the family unit is always in front, because we get, we would get stressed, like, I need my time, mm-hmm. I want my time, I'm like, I'm serving, or I'm, or we working, or we doing this, and it was like, I want my time, and I think we even have to reach out to pastor after one of those. And we really realized there is no balance. And that's when, you know, we got better because it's like, it's impossible. It's, it's, something's going to fall short yeah, at right, some point. Right, right. Sometimes your family requires more and sometimes the ministry does and any other obligations that you have in life. So it, it is a balance. And I think you made a good point just realizing like we're not Jesus. And so, you know, we're, we're not, we're not God, you know. So, did bring up a good fact that you did do um, marriage counseling and such. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Speaking of that, what is the biggest thing you've seen with couples? And just talk to you both while your advice as a pastor, what you're seeing, what you're dealing with, they're dealing with that could help a couple right now that might be going through something. Well, I, I think it's important for people to understand um, their, their partner's background, and you should know their history as much as they, they could uh, divulge to you. They, you have to, you should be able to know where they come from, mm-hmm. how they live, because you have two different human beings coming together and, and um, becoming one. And if you don't know what you're becoming one with, it could be some chaos, right? And so being married or the thought of being married is is um, it's glorious. It's what little girls dream of. It's what 
little boys are told uh, to do when they become men, and, and they're right. And it's a wonderful thing. It's one of the greatest unions that, that will take place here on earth. Uh, and it's miraculous, actually, two people committing to be with one another when there are so many uh, fish flopping around in the sea, right? But so the idea of marriage is, is, is grand. And so what a lot of people think about marriage is I'm going to marry this person who really, you know, took my horn, you know, they really float my boat. And I'm it's, it's, once we get married, we're going to live in a bubble of bliss. And then they wake up next to that. And that's the reality of it when you don't know with whom you're with. It's important to, to understand the background, understand some um, past trauma mm -hmm. that, that your partner's been through so that that way you can be a help, a real help to them, right? And so the, the, my advice for people getting married would be, well, newlyweds would be learn who you with. Talk to them honestly. And uh, it's a lot of things like, I, I'm going to be honest, like, uh, I, I've suffered trauma and uh, I've suffered trauma in my life. And, and for a long time, I didn't understand why I did what I did and how I reacted, the way I reacted to certain things. But it was the trauma. And if it was if it was if it was difficult for me to deal with, imagine what it's gonna be for her to deal with. Because it's residues and it's it's lingering from my past. Imagine what she gotta deal with, and, and vice versa. So it's important to know what your your significant other has dealt with so that way you can you can help them, you know, get along. You can really be a help to them get through that thing understand that you know some people might not be your enemy they just might be as a defense mechanism that they have for what they were went through as a child but you'll never know that if you don't talk so yeah so you're thinking that people are more caught up on the physical in the beginning like oh look at that body or look at him all this so they're all before right right <laughs> so they have to look before they leave they leave before they look right yeah. I, I call it i tell people Make decisions when the butterflies die. Mm -hmm. That's a That's good, good book title. Y'all should keep that. I'm going to got a plug right there. Got a book plug. What's the title again? So, so, so uh, make sure that I, I forgot already. I'm not going to look at Make this. Make decisions when the butterflies die. And what I mean by that is, you know, when you see somebody you're attracted to, it's butterflies in the stomach. You want to be on the phone all night. No, you hang up. No, you hang up. No, you hang up on three hang up. Right? And so and so it's like that's all good. And you know, you see them, you know, and update and everything, but when the butterflies die, when 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 you're not as excited to see this person, I mean, not that you don't want to see them, but it just don't have the same range. Like Yes. So when the butterflies die, then you, then you begin to make decisions about who you're going to be with. Because the butterflies are gone, but in, I, you, 
I listen, I can't deal with the fact that uh, you know you uh, only got two teeth in your mouth. I don't know what I had to use something, but you know, it, it's something, you know, your credit score. I'm sorry, I can't get around that. It's a tooth. Who has a tooth? You know, you know, like I'm sorry. You know, you know, you don't want to get with nobody every time you get mad, you know, you gotta pay a contractor to come and, and fix the, uh, the sheetrock, you know. I could see you doing that once in a while, but man, every week we we, we having to plug it up in the hole that I don't need a contractor no more. I know how to do it. Yeah. Because you did it. So you know I'm just saying this just wait. Wait and I'm not saying wait forever. I'm just saying make decisions after the butterfly is done. Makes sense. Exactly. Yeah. I like it. It's also important to just talk about the major stuff up front, right? As yes. far as like finances, you know, if you want kids, you know, mm-hmm. just make sure y'all are on the same page about right. Exactly. Exactly. Because that's going to be a hot mess. And you saying how large can you saying people? Y'all going to have some conflict. Right. The kids will be like, who in here? Yeah. 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 And all of a sudden, like, he don't want to have kids. But he told you that from day one. Like, that's a surprise to you now? Right. You know, so yeah. sometimes I don't think we we hear it, but we don't hear it. We're too caught up in the love and right. all the, the situations. But there are signs that let you know, like, it, you're going to have conflict down the road. Right. Yeah. And you know what that is also attributed to? When you're too confident in yourself. In, in, in other words, she... He tells you, I don't want no kids. And you saying, Yeah, we didn't tell you to get a hold of me. <laughs> you don't want all my babies. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're too confident. Yeah. And, and it's like people yeah. want to change people. Absolutely. You know, and we think we can do that all the time. Yeah, yeah, we think true. we can change a man, yeah. but that's you can't, you can't. No. Nobody. I could deliver him from them streets. Right. No. All you're going to do is push him towards the streets. Like, or I can pick them up a little bit. Yeah, that's good. Thanks. That's, good. that's really good. And you also talked about knowing their past um, and how important that is. You know, how did they grow, how did they grow up? Because I know for me and Marcus, family like time with family was that was a huge wedge that was like because he came from not spending as much time i came from talking to my mom and my sisters almost every day right. you know holidays and he would be like did you talk to her yesterday like why are you talking to her or he'd be like did you just see your sister two days ago Bro, i would be like she'd be like i'm like babe where you going she's like i'm going over my sister's house i was like why you were just there yesterday. I'm like, really did not, that's too much. It's a total wedge. And he's like, they coming over again? Yeah. And it's like, did you just, you like, I'm like, when do you see your family? He's like, holiday. That's how it's supposed to be. <laughs> and that's good to know these things. And that way, yeah, y'all folks, I call it, <laughs> right, I call it a holy, um, uh, uh, a, a holy understanding, right? Uh, a holy compromise. That's what I like to see. A holy right. compromise where you understand where, where he's where he comes from, you understand where she comes from, and you have to you have to really just think about it. Like, I can't I never did this, but she she had it. That's reality. Mm-hmm. Just because I didn't do it don't mean it's any 
you know, it's right or wrong. It's just, I didn't do it. And so now you, you get to experience what that's like, even through her family, you know? And, and so and that's the same way with, um, with, with me and my wife. Um, I don't know what happened with mine. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> I really don't know what we I, we grew up young. We grew up going to each other's houses and celebrating everything and cooking. And then when we grew up, it's like I don't know. I was excluded. I think I don't know. I chose God, and, and that was it. I didn't. But but her family, they get together, man. It's, yeah. it, if it's raining, you know, yeah, it's raining like, outside. Let's get together. Exactly. Yeah. That's true. So, right. Yeah, exactly. So I, I just, I guess for me, I just got in where I fit in, and I fit in well with her family. You know. So. But I think you bring up a good point too. It's like when you choose to level up spiritually, or when you like, when you really hold up that banner for God. Sometimes it, it feels like you are repelling some of your family away yeah. just because you are. You know, just because you're not, you don't want to be a sometimes believer. You don't right. want to be right. a sometimes Christian. Sure. You don't want to, you know, waver and things like that. And, you know, we were talking about that, like, man, because we, you know, there were some events that we weren't invited to. Like, oh, yeah. That happens to us all the time. Oh, so we understand. The Bible thumpers. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. Like, oh, you're going to come in and greet that old Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes you just want to go somewhere and you just want to, you just want to be you. You just want to be regular. You don't want, right. you don't want people to, a certain way or sit a certain way. I'm like, baby, you won't drink. Like, I drink wine too. It's, it's okay. The, <laughs> but it's like we have to come to the realization like it's okay. It's like maybe they're not ready or maybe when they see us, we remind them that, you know, maybe they are denying God in some shape, form, or fashion, but that's not going to stop us from being who we are. Right. And we can't take it personal when we don't get yeah. the invite. Right. Because right. we would we, we have started like, man, this person's birthday, graduate, like everything, like major life events, and we didn't get a call. And I'm just like. But then we got the But people, they, they waiting, I don't know what they waiting on, for them to do it. 
Facebook page, mm -hmm. and then uh, TOGFC for uh, Instagram. And our website is TOGFC.org. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, thank you. I know we got to get ready to wrap up. Uh, thank you guys so much. Not only for being on the show, but coming in person. Yeah, amen, to amen, with us. Amen. We definitely appreciate it. Thank you, BTV family. We um, look forward to seeing you guys next week. And of course, as we always say, never settle. Always take it to the next level. Woo. Grace and peace. Good night. Good night. God bless you.